Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka The Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Hello to all the Living Martial Arts podcast fans. It's Dark Master back with another podcast, another uh, guest that we've had before uh, talking about... um, the uh, the mindset of a fighter, uh, and it's good because we've got a, a, a very successful fighter with us today, uh, somebody who's fought in many different uh, arenas. Um, we've got Mr. Mr. Tom Wynn, uh, known as the Bootman, uh, to those that know him. So how are you doing, Tom? I'm doing very well, Ray. Thank you for inviting me back again. Good, and, good. And uh, hello to all the readers. Excellent, excellent. Well, we, we, we are... Um, we're exploring this um, this concept of the the mindset of a of a fighter. I've got certain ideas about um, you know certainly my my mindset when I was competing and how I tried to build that. But it'd be good to get your experiences of um, you know of maybe perhaps what you did, what you saw others do, and um, yeah, just talk a, a little bit about that. So um, for, first of all, before we get into that. Um, as as I mentioned, you 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 fought in in many different um, many different codes of of martial arts. Um, can, can you just mention that? I mean, obviously, I, I knew you. Um, well, I knew you in many different guises, but I knew mainly as a taekwondo fighter when I first uh, first met you. But you've been into the freestyle arena as well, haven't you? Yes, I mean, um, just to do a brief. I didn't start off in taekwondo, obviously. Yeah, I started off. Um, with reading books and learning from books before I even went to a class. I could afford to go to a class. I had the Taekwondo Bible. I had Kushinkai. And I bought as many books as I could get at that time. Yeah. And I read them. And then they were like the Bible to me. So I was just reading them, practicing all the stretching, all the old-fashioned stuff, horse stands, hand conditioning. Before... (laughs) Before I, I mean, I was a street fighter for that. But before I even started, the first one I started was Wadurai. Yeah. With Toro Tama, I can't pronounce his name, Kamazawari or whatever. And yeah. he was the top technical Wadurai, in, one of the top instructors, unfortunately passed away. Yeah. And in Birmingham, in a short, probably about a mile stretch, we had, Peter Suzuki, Tata Suzuki, you know, the top, his son. Yeah. We had Toro, that's always Wado Rai. Mm. And then over the road, we had Shukakai, which was Eddie Daniels, who represented Great Britain when we beat the Japanese, with Tiki Donovan and, and Bill Higgins and all the top fighters back. I think it was about 1975. Yeah, and yeah. then round the corner, we had Lau Gar, Neville Ray, Steve Babs, 
the quality we had in Birmingham was amazing. So when I joined Wadaroy, I'd already been kind of street fighting and practising things out, really. Yeah. Um, and I had my flexibility and I could block, I could do all of that because I, I practised everything out. That we didn't know at the time with the Taekwondo Bible. We were just like, this is amazing. But we just yeah. copied it, me and my mate, Oliver Cowles, who's still in the turgy being that. Well, and that's it, what it, we did. It, it was a fantastic time. I mean, I, it, it's, it's interesting because... Um, you know, getting the early editions of um, you know the the popular martial arts magazines at the time, combat and all those fighters and all those different magazines. Um, you know, it, it was actually quite noticeable. There was a lot of um, good um, competitors, fighters from the Midlands, um, and I, I, you know, with what you say there, that's, I think that then makes sense. Really, um, a lot of the um, you know the pioneers, if you want to call it, of karate and um other arts you know actually obviously it did settle in the midlands and you know taught the people yeah, there so I did. I did. you know so, so it's great one second i'm just going to turn this yeah, a fan that's just come on for no reason but um so sort of sort of moving on in the sense that this this is about the the mindset um of a fighter i mean how do you how do you see it what one of the things that that i always uh, thought to myself was that I, I had quite a strong mindset before I started martial arts, um, mainly driven by my mother. <laughs> it was yeah. very, very uh, um, strict. Um, and I, I had to do what I was told to do. Um, and I was very disciplined. So hence, when I started mar martial arts, I had a very disciplined mindset. Um, yeah. and it wasn't a chore for me to you know, to get down and, and do the push-ups and do the burpees and do or whatever. So I sort of had a quite a strong mindset and it did develop from there. But um what what about yourself when you when you started? What about your mindset? Very very similar. I think it's some of it's to do with upbringing and where you're from. Um mm. and obviously my background is Irish, Southern Irish. So like the Jamaicans as I said before and the Irish they came over together and had to work hard. And that's their epic you work hard. You don't get anything for nothing. And my mum was very strong with everything. And, you know, sometimes someone would say, I'm not my mum, but they say, stubborn, I'm not stubborn. I just, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. There's no grey with me. There's black and white. So if I mm. do it instinctively in my mind, like as I said, with all that training, I could do the side splits, I could do the front splits, I could do all the kick. Because I have to mm. do everything technically perfect. It has mm. to be perfect it has to be 70 percent 30 cents 50 percent here 50 percent with the stand the hand the movement the technique it's I've, i do everything technical i need it to be technical and i need to do it right so yeah. my mindset was like the same as yours when i'd go in i'd be thinking oh yeah i'm ready for this yeah yeah they were doing some kicks and i think i just I think you've commented on it. I haven't had a look. I've just seen a post today about Krishenko from Alfie, and I've yeah. put a bit of a long thing in there saying about it doesn't matter what belt you are. You, mm. you go through the journey you've got with a belt. It doesn't mean you're the great fighter. No. But even back then and now, and I mentioned Alvis Parsley, you know, he was world full contact karate champion, and he came to Taekwondo, and he was he started as a what? You all start as a white belt. Yeah, so yeah. even if you're 
IBI boxing champion, you come into Taekwondo, Kung Fu, and whatever it was, you'd start again. But obviously, you'd beat the hell out of anyone. So the belt, just like as old Bruce says, holds your pants up. It's what you've achieved and what you can do. But your mindset's the thing. So when I came, like you, I think it was going to be really hard. And I was going, this is going to get harder, all the stuff I've heard and seen. And I was fitter mm. and better, and you probably was as well, than the majority of people there. Mm. And when we eventually sparred, I remember with the one Rai, they said, oh, do you want to come and spar? And I was like, yellow belt. And mm. there was like a blue or red red belt or whatever. And I started sparring. And I was knocking him all over the place. And I was thinking, he's got to be, he should have been better than me, but all years he's been training and he's done competition. And I knocked him out with a reverse turning kick. Mm. And then that was like, whoa, whoa, you can't do that. And I was like, well, why not? We're sparring and my sparring was full on. It was fighting from the street. So bringing it into, into yeah, yeah. the, you know, the dojo or dojang mm. was, he's, this guy's trying to hit me. So I've got to hit him back. So back oh. then, more, I changed a lot of things, like we just said, how karma was and that. And, yeah. And I, tempered it down because I just wanted to smash people in mm. because that's what it was. You test your power. You're fighting against one's another man's physical and mental. But to me, it's your mental attitude. It's 80% with whatever you do in life, whether you're working, whether you're studying, 80% is medal, mental sorry, preparation. The other part is the easy part, the physical side, because okay. you've it doesn't matter. I mean, as I said, I just watched Benny the Jet and he was just saying about sparring and saying, look, I've said this before to my students and I've watched someone warming up on pads and they're going, oh, my God, I'm going to fight him. He looks fantastic. I said, don't worry about that. No one's hitting hitting him back while he's doing the pads or hitting the back. doesn't matter how fantastic or flamboyant your technique is. Like as old Tyson said, you've all got a game plan since you get smashed in the face. Yeah. So when you get on there and then I've like said to him what to do and I beat him and I go, he was nothing, was he? All of that was just flash. But if you can't do it in the competition or you can't do it on the street, yeah, you, he hasn't got the mindset. Nothing's going to – he don't mind looking pretty and hitting that, but when someone's hitting your back and Benedict Jett was saying it's okay doing all these techniques, the same thing. And I thought, this is something I've been teaching, they've said for a year. But you have to, you know, it's the, the art of war, war art, isn't it? So when you're fighting, you have to get that pressure that someone's going to knock you out or hurt you. So if you don't train that way and get accustomed to it, you, you might as well just do pretty techniques because you're not going to achieve anything. So you have to get your mindset. No, no, I get yeah, what 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 I'm I mean what, what I'm alluding to now, and I get all I get all of that. What I'm alluding to, and I'll, I'll give you an example of, of 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 myself really, because I had that I had a strong mindset, but I, I needed I needed a stronger mindset, basically. <laughs> um and the way the way I looked at it, I mean I, I can't remember if when we talked last time, and I, I know I've said this on the on the podcast before, yeah. one of the things that I used to do was I used to do things that I used to think my opponent wouldn't do. Um, 
and like go out running at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember getting up at three o'clock in the middle of the morning once. Yeah. Um, you got a big stretch of um uh well it's open land. It's actually a lot load of football pitches on a Saturday mm. or Durham Downs. It's just basically a huge bit of grassland. I remember getting getting on there at three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, um, and just you know, sprinting, doing work, doing push-ups. And in my mind, I was thinking, yeah, my opponents, they're not, they're not going to be doing this. So when I stepped on the ring, I felt strong because I thought, I looked across and thought, no, you didn't do that. You wouldn't have done no, that. No. And, and that, for me, was my mindset and, and how I... Yeah, I see my, where you're coming from. Yeah, now, in my yeah. opinion, that that's how I, I got stronger. So, you know, it, it, it was that type of thing. And, I mean, I can think of some other instances as well, perhaps I can mention, but... Yeah, I don't know whether, whether there was anything that you did like that or... Yeah, exactly the same. I mean, the thing is, I had the mindset mm. that if I do something, it's got to be 100% all out, mm. whatever it is. And whatever I do, it's a it's it's a bad thing in one way. If I play pool or play something, I've got to win. Mm. That's in me. I can't take that out. Yeah, I can't just be, you know, it's about being part of it forget all that it's about yeah. winning there's if you there's winning you win in life or you don't win in life and if yeah. you don't learn that whatever you're doing in work in school college or uni it's the same principle but same as me with my training like because i said when i came back in 2015 i've been training fit and everything but i hadn't spent for like 15 years in the competition so i went running 10 mile a day at 55 yeah, yeah. And everyone was going, well, why are you doing that much? I said, because I've got six weeks now. Mm. All these are younger than me. They've never stopped doing whatever. I haven't sparred. So I'd go to work, run five mile in the morning, go to work all day, come back, five mile five mile again, come back, do all my stretching, do all bag work. I never sparred anyone. I didn't have anyone to spar. And I did that for six weeks, and then I went to the WMIO and won the three weight divisions with that. But my mindset is, when I'm running, if I'm on, like I've gone to work, like I get up, I got up at six o'clock in the morning, I go running, I've I've run in the snow, I've run in the rain, I've run on my birthday, Christmas, like we had this conversation before. Every day, it doesn't matter if I'm on holiday in the heat, forty degree, I'll run because. That's my mindset, and if I miss one one day, when I get on that mat, my mind will go, you miss one running day, you're not good enough, you're not prepared to fight this man. He probably never missed a, missed a day. Mm. Yeah. He's never done that. But to get my mindset 100%, I'd have to be eating. I eat okay anyway, but I'd have to eat right, I'd have to sleep right. As we had this conversation, I'd go through the fight with that person I was going to fight mm. thousands of times before I even got there when I went running. Or we was having this fight in the head, mm. that what I was going to do. And near the end, if I felt a bit tired, which didn't really happen, um, I like went, okay, mm. we've got 30 seconds to go, or we've got a minute, we've just done two two minutes or two threes or three threes. You need that extra bit in it, so I'd be do. I'd always do extra. Mm. I'd go over, like as I say, you go over and beyond what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. If someone does hundred percent, I do hundred and ten. If they do hundred and ten, but my my mindset, like I've always said to students, if you get on a mat 
you get hit in the body and you go over and you get up, I mean, we know we can get hit in the ribs and whatever, but if you go down and you're not prepared, prepared to fight that man, don't get on the mat. Because when we got on the mat, if you wasn't physically and mentally prepared with mindset training, you're going to get hurt. You're yeah. going to get hurt. So, Well, look, well that, that, that's, that's an interesting point as well. And I, th- I think yeah, th- that as well for me was was one of the things that um, – myself i i see and i don't i don't know whether it was my mindset or whether it was just the fact that how i grew up but i had a, I had a real good um threshold for pain um, yeah and I, I remember i remember this one particularly because it was probably one of the hardest i'd ever been hit and it was it was wayne Burnett actually uh and we were in, Eng- England, yeah, from yeah, we're in english championships yeah. and um no no not not no um from wales rodney Brett for Wales, tgb tgb Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a lightweight. Um, it's probably. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's like sort of me. Yeah, yeah. So I remember fighting him, and he hit me with the hardest back kick that I've ever been hit with. I was right in yeah. the corner, uh, and I remember I took a, I took a, a, a breath in. <clears throat> I thought to myself, "Don't go down, don't go down." Yeah. Yeah, and I ran. I actually ran back to the to the the tee, got my gloves up, and just faced him. Looked at him. And in my mind, I was thinking, he's thinking he's hit me, and he knows he's hit me with a good shot. Oh, um, yeah. And I'm still standing. And, and for me, that that was about building my, my mindset because sometimes when I was fighting and I hit someone, I hit them hard, and I could, I could see them, and then all of a sudden, you know, they stop and then they bent over. I thought, right, I've got you now. I've got you. Um so, so that that was a, a real mindset game for me. Yeah, um, yeah. That I love, <laughs> that I love to play. Oh, to yeah, be definitely. You, you I mean, know, it's that... the same thing. I mean, I tell like I've gone to a couple of competitions with Ishmael, who I mentioned before. Yeah, and he'll go, and I'll say, when you start, I said they come up to him and they're doing the stuff we had before. Oh, you're you're a good fight and all that, and I say, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you can be friends with them, but after, but don't do all the chitty chatter, you know. Mm. I'll go, go away now, son. He's, he's fighting you in a minute, so we're, we're, we're coaching him. So, nice, we'll see you in a minute. And then I'll go, forget all that flirting stuff and your mates and that. You can be after, but you're going on the mat and you're going to fight. So, what you've got to do now is you put your authority on him now. You show him your power from the first bell. You mm. smack him with a sidekick. Jam him and bam him, I call it. Smack him with a side kick, then follow, crash, hit mm. him with a punch, ridge and whatever he did. But mm. hit him hard. And then their mindsets, if they're strong, they're going to go, I ain't having that. If they're strong, they're going, okay, that's how you want to play it. Let's go for it. Mm. So you'll see what their reaction is and you'll be controlling that fight because either they'll get angry and mm. they'll just lose it and come at you and then you can just like working an Xbox, do whatever you want with them because they're not thinking. Mm. If you hit them and they've gone down, you hit them again. Mm. You hit them strong. Unless the ref's disqualifying you more, you know, I always say the body because you can't get disqualified for the. You shouldn't be able to get disqualified if someone cannot take a body shot. Yeah. You know, knocking someone in the face, they can play and do whatever. But the strong side kick, back kick or whatever. Mm will drop your opponent. Hmm. So, 
and then you'll just see, you know, everything go out of them that can walk, pace up. I mean, they make me laugh. They pace up and down the mat like there's something, jumping up, do all this, you know, mm. dancing stuff like, you know, tapping hands and what, like they're getting on the dance floor. As soon as they're it, they're like, oh, they don't want any of it. That's <laughs> just all the same as hitting the pad. Look at me, I can walk up and down the mat. Yeah, but can you fight? You're wasting all that energy going up and down there. What's all that about? They're following all the American stuff. And then you laid on him. And people can hear me when I'm coaching and they come in. There could be six mats, you'll hear me, because I'm always shouting. And then I'll be like, you've like, and I love the type one there part, when you kick them off the mat and they bring you back where you kicked them off. And I'd go, just kick him off again. Even if you're on the corner, just keep kicking him off. That's two points. He's going out. There's three points. Stand there all. I'd stand there all day just kicking them off with a side kick because you haven't had to work from one side of the mat to the other to push him off the mat all the time. When you come back to the mat, you've got to go again or move round. But once you've kicked him off the mat and he's on the corner, he's on the corner. So you just smash him off again and then I'll go drop him and drop him. And then you'll get referees, you know, there's no need for that. No need for what? If you can't take a body shot, he shouldn't be on there. So, and his coach, who sees him in pain, should take him off because he's going to get hurt. Don't keep pushing him out, go on some, go on some, because he's not the one taking it. And that's what frustrates me with some of these coaching, because it's like if I ref a fight and then someone's just looking, just outclassed and getting hurt, and the instructor's like, go and go and get in there, some, go on, like that, because I haven't got a clue. I will stop the fight, go up to the, the coach and say, he's, he's not fighting anymore. It's not your ribs that are getting smashed in. He's getting smashed here. Them kicks, he's going to have no ribs. He's got to get up for work tomorrow. He's not, he's outclassed. So he's he's getting smashed. So I will just tick him off. And I don't, I'm not bothered about what the coach is. You're, you're, as a ref, as I say to people, you're looking after the fighters. So you don't let them, you don't stand there and watch them beating the hell out of each other. You break it up because it's a brawl, because there's nothing clean to worth scoring. And you don't let one just get demoralised, outclassed and hurt. They could have a broken nose because you haven't stopped it. You know, the guy's going to carry on if he, if he sees that. You know, I've done it with some fights I've not, and I've been looking at the ref going, you know, you need to stop this because I'm just going to keep smashing him in the ribs. He's, you know, he's going to be seriously hurt. You'll be calling stretches out and everything. It's wrong. Well, the, the um, uh, what I was going to say as well, but what if they, if you like, if they haven't got that mindset, can you can you coach it? This is the other thing as well, because, you know, I've, I've, I've had a few uh, fighters in the past where I thought to myself, hmm, I'm not quite sure if they've, if they've got what it takes or yeah. they can develop what it takes. Um, you know, and I've, I've worked hard. You know, I've, I've told people to go home, look in the mirror and keep repeating. Yeah. I'm good and I can do this. And, then, you know, yeah. just as a, as a, as a, as a, a mindset thing to try and instill it uh, mm. in, in their brain. But I've all, I've also had, you know, really good fighters who are in the school, and they're just wiping everyone out. And as soon yeah. as they're on the mat, they can't do yeah. it. 
It's exactly that. So yeah. it's, it's, re- it's really interesting. So I don't know, can, do they have to have it? Can you coach it? And then what, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I have kind of, the thing is you've, you've got to have the person with your same mindset that they want to do it, mm. commit to it fully. I mean, I just, I've got people and I go, oh, I want to do this. And I, I can I come running with you and say, okay, come six o'clock in the morning. What do you mean? That's before work. Yeah. If you want it, you've got to put the work in. And I had a, a girl, Liz Buckley, that I taught. She didn't know anything. And then she would, she won everything in the freestyle. She won the MAI, the FSK. We were invited, well, we went to the squad training for the ITF in Reading. Hmm. And basically, they said, anyone come to Taekwondo mm. and comes to squad training, if they're good enough, they go. So we went and she just destroyed all their ladies, knocked them all over the place. Won all the championships, Riki came up to us and it going, oh, she's a great fighter, brilliant. I love watching her fight. He, know, he knew we wasn't with them because I wasn't part of anyone. You know, I was just my own club, come gang. Mm. And then... She got selected to go to the European Championship, 1999 in in Rimini, and I went, and then I was an assistant coach. But there was all the politics going on there. I mean, it's still the same today. And then I went to Argentina with her, and we went to the World Championships in Argentina. Mm. And then you know she just, just smashed it, but she was probably six and a half, seven stone ringing wet. Look nothing if you looked at her. But when I did demos and she sparred, she'd be smashing the big guys in the nose with a turning kick, hook kick, a power, because I've always demonstrated that, that it's the technique, the mindset and the power. And if you believe, you can have that mindset, but you have to believe in yourself. Same with Ishmael, I kept telling him, you know, all these techniques, you know, and these combinations, go out there, show your stuff and do it. Don't get into a brawl. Don't do that. The beauty of the fighting is that I try and do is you make it. So people go, look at that guy. Wow. He's doing double side kicks. He's doing spinning. He's here. He ain't stopping. He's, he's clean. And you don't need to be, a, you know, a martial artist or a referee to realise that someone has absolutely blitzed someone with everything. And like, well, that's better than watching brawling. So... One of the tournaments I got there and he'd lost the, the one fight. And then I went, okay, this is what I want you to do. I said, don't worry about winning and losing. Just go out there and throw all the techniques I tell you to do. You can do them. You practice them. But if you don't practice them 100 times, 3,000 times in the gym and actually hit someone, you're never going to use them because you haven't got the confidence. But as you know, as soon as you practice some techniques in the gym, they're going, oh, I'm missing me that reverse turn. I'm missing me that axe kick. As soon as you hit someone, you're like, whoa. And then you've got that confidence. Oh, if I get in the corner, shall I do an axe kick? No, I'm going to do one. Whoop, bang, guys out on the floor. That's how you build your confidence and your mindset will change because you walk on the mat. And if you're prepared for everything and show everything you do, whether you win or not, and there's still the boldness with refing, which is unfair, and we've always lost through the years many good competitors that have just said, you know what, sod And then that day, I just said, go out now, side kick, reverse turn and kick, when you finish, Ridjan, 
do your 360 turning kicks, all these flash kicks you do. Don't matter if you miss. People will look at you and go, they'll always remember you, whether you win or lose. And, and then when you come off, they're all going, you won. Now going, awesome, man. I didn't know you could do that. And I said, I knew we could do it. You know you can do it now. That's how I want you to fight. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you should do. It shouldn't be thinking combination one, five, six. When I fought, it was that fluent and the same with you. You didn't have to think. You'd, you'd, when I look at some of my past fights, I'm looking and thinking, how did I do that? I don't even remember that. Because that's though, isn't it? A lot of that you is- don't think, if, like as Bruce said, you feel because you just fight. Well, a lot, a lot of that is preparation, isn't it? You know, yeah. and I yeah. think I think that that can uh, build your mindset as well. In the sense that you know, if you prepare well um, and you you know that you're you're fit, you know, the, the, again, the odd occasion um, where I, I was carrying an injury, but I did it anyway. But I knew deep down that I wasn't capable of doing a couple of things that I normally do. Um, yeah, I, I think having good prep. Um, oh, is, yeah. Is, but is, it's is still awesome. that belief, isn't it? Because you can have good prep, but if you don't practice, because I said your training go ground and your practice is in, in your dojo, mm. wherever your, your, you know, your art is, you know, that's where you do it. You practice. When you spar, if you start beating the hell out of each other in your class, or you're just going to stand there throwing right hooks and going, you're not going to learn anything. But, like, mm. I think the best type of sparring to, to promote that is in Taekwondo when we had one-for-one sparring. Yeah. Because yeah. it builds fitness, turning kick, and you, you, you're going backwards and forwards, but you're not getting hurt. You're not getting smashed. So you'll do a jumping reverse turning kick, and it'll be light. But mm. then all you do is transfer that in to when you spar into a competition and you just hit them because everyone mm. said to me how did you fight in all these dis- disciplines how did you adjust I went easy punch is touching them like a fastest gun continuous is supposed to be the same but continuous you 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 go all for the two rounds you don't just stop but we we know it was a lot more than that and you were hitting people and yeah, full yeah. contact is, you hit them. Mm. There's no difference. So it's easy. I don't get it with some people. I go, well, I can't do continuous. Well, I can't I do punch? Well, all you do is you do more work and you'll probably hit harder. Mm. And if you do full contact, you hit as hard as you can. Just keep it going. I mean, the same the- techniques. It's no difference, is it? A sidekick in points, continuous. Full contact, K1, it's exactly the same, isn't it? It's the power that you put into it. Yeah. It's a difficult one to, to sort of quantify with, um, uh, you know, the, the, the mental, mental toughness because I think, I, think the, I think the time where I've needed it the most is when I've gone in there and haven't done well. E- even if I've won. Yeah, yeah. Even if I've won, I've come off and I thought, didn't really deserve that. In my, in no, my no, no. You know, and, I, and I think I think having that also having that attitude made made me better because I thought, well, yeah, you won it, but actually, do you know what? You, you could you could so easily have lost that. Um, it was it was it was close, you know. Um, 
you know what what can I do better and I think having having that sort of attitude of yeah of, yeah that's right yeah. thinking rah 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 I won I won I won but actually analyzing yeah. yourself um also is something that can build your um that mental have tough. you ever because I can see where you're coming from that won a fight because of your name yeah I think so because yeah because we've seen all that all the time which is yeah, unfair yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah and yeah, then def- you've come off I mean, I haven't had it because not being whatever, but I've always had it the hard way where, yeah. you know, I've got, I've got to beat someone three times, you know, whatever they are. To get I've had it the other way as well, by the way. But that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, had it, I've had it the other way in the early days, but I think I think yeah. that's, that's sort of breaking through. But I think, you know, when, when, you, when you come off and think, mm, you know, I didn't really deserve that win or... Yeah. Or, or maybe you, you you just you won, but you made hard work of it. And I'm just thinking myself. I've had that, the opposite yeah. side where I've won, and it wasn't like, as I said, I've never had the flip climb of the side to boot man or whatever, and I would never want that. Because, yeah. and then I've come off and gone. You know what? That wasn't good enough. Mm. I could have done more. Mm. So you go, or you look at a fight, and and some people go, "Oh, that's a fantastic! How many kicks did you throw there?" And mm. I look and go, you know what? Because I've, I've never satisfied. That's the problem with my, with anything I've done with it. Even though it's, people say, thing, "Oh, that's brilliant," it's not I'll good still thing. pick a loophole and go, "Why didn't I just do that there?" But it's, it's not and I'll good. go, "Okay, next time, this is what we're going to drill, and you're going to do this." And that's, yeah. I mean, I do it like as I've but when I look at my old stuff. Hmm. It's it's like that taekwondo one you're looking at. It's pretty ragged and rough in it, you mm. know the, the techniques and everything. And then you evolve on, and then many years later you look at that. Like I look at myself and go, "Well, you know, where did all that come from?" And that's from you chopping and changing and not staying the same. And that's why I said when you know the techniques are just flow, but that every technique in the book, so. Going back to Ishmael, when we went to a tournament the other week, it was the Liverpool one we're going again to. And he'd had a bit of a rough one with the one fight. And he fought this other lad, and it was very close, but he keeps getting into brawling. And I said, knock it on the head. Just mm. pack it in. I'm not watching you and coaching you fighting like that because you've yeah. got more skill. If you fight that man's fight, you're going to lose it because that is now your fight. You just yeah. look. They'd say, look at them two brawling. But if he's brawling, you're at him with a jump turning kick in the head, axe kicks, you know, and everyone's going, whoa, look at that. And when he yeah. come up, I went, you know what I would have done? And I said, and I just tell people, right? I said, you never won that fight. You didn't do enough. And you should give that guy that medal because you don't deserve it. And you never won it. Because mm. I don't. I don't go, oh, yeah, you were fun. No, you wasn't. You come off, you, you get told what you're not doing, mm. what you're capable of doing, and you know you are because you've showed it a couple of months back. And when he was losing in Wales and I wasn't there with his father, his father was on the phone, oh, I don't know, he's you know, all this really stressed. I said, look, I put him on the phone. I said, how you thought two weeks ago on the Sunday? I said, I don't care if you're losing the first round. Mm. Just go out there. And do it. People will admire what you're doing, whether you win or not. That's how I want you to fight, and that's how you're going to win. Not yeah. fighting like me with the techniques you like that you're putting together. 
And then his dad rung me up and I said, thanks, Mr. Wynn. He said he won. I said, I knew. I've got every confidence in him. I would. I don't blow smoke up his backside. I'll tell you if you're not working enough or you need to work because hmm. that's what you're going to do. You can't send people in and go, yeah, you're going to win this, and they get demoralised. Hmm. And you're like, why am I, why is my instructor doing that? Because they haven't got a clue what I'm about. They're just taking the money off you from training and they're not teaching you. Yeah, but, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to, um, if, if you've got any uh, links to that young man, I'd like to assume you've mentioned him a few times. Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll I'll get yeah. his that. I've got a couple of videos. He's coming yeah, on really well. Yeah, it'd be good to, uh, to see. I think he's only like 15. Not, are you 15. Talking, talking videos or uh, <laughs> that's old school? <laughs> you mentioned you've got a couple of videos. Oh, I said. you know. <laughs> other words, YouTube and all of that. You're, sh- yeah. you're showing your age there, Tom, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 20. Are you, are you, age is just a number, I remember that. <laughs> I, I said that. I said it re- something recently about. Um, I was talking about something that I had on cassette tape. <laughs> well, I've got, oh, yeah. Well, you didn't have, uh, what was it, an 8-track or whatever. Remember then? I did. I had an 8-track. Yeah. Yeah, I had an 8-track in my car. Well, I'll make, I'll make you laugh now, right? <laughs> I've got a, a video player I've borrowed off and, mm. and it works and that because the tapes I've got. Yeah. And then when I was doing it, I don't think she's used it for a while. And I didn't have any video cleaner. <laughs> so I've been looking everywhere and I just went into the I said, Oh, we'll go down the road and I'll go into Jeff Bridge to like an old, you know, if you want it, they've got it. Yeah. And I went up and I went, Have you got any methylated spirits? And he <laughs> went, Yeah. And I went, and the Acock screen were out. It's pretty rough down there. I mean, you you yeah. get all sorts like. And then I said, I don't want to drink it, mate. I said, <laughs> I want to claim my video heads. And he went, I will suit you, mean, son. <laughs> All the other stuff for the painting was there, £2.50. There's a lead to this. And I was like, it's £4.50. I only want to use that much, you know, on a cotton bud. And then I walked over to the counter and I've got any more of this. <laughs> well, people, people won't be able to see this because this is going to be a, a probably audio, but uh, th- that there is a videotape, <laughs> a video recorder, sorry. Yeah, I've got it here looking in front of me. Yeah, and so what uh, I'm going to do if I can clean the heads, yeah, I will video some of your fights off the Clash of the Titans and send them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Thank you very much. I, as I said, there's no software now I can do it. Odd, there was yeah. a disc that go in your laptop, but they don't do that anymore. Yeah, there's no, a I lot know. of people going on about fights and that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, going back to the mindset, I mean, my yeah. mindset, I mean. I'm not bothered how people take this, but my mindset is that I can't be beat. Even if I'm not winning the decision, I can't mm. be beat. I can't be hurt. I can't be knocked out. I've yeah. never been knocked out. I've been hit hard. As I said, I sparred Bill Wallace in a room in 1986. And I was having a bit of a play round sparring. I was like 69 kilo. He'd got to be about like heavyweight. And you know, he punches and kicks. And just before then, he'd done an exhibition bout with the great Joe Lewis. And they beat, beat seven bells out of each other. And he mm. smashed me with his up, like, you know, full on. He wasn't playing. He doesn't mm. spar. One smashed me and I thought, what's going on here? 
we're supposed to be having a little spa to see how we are to do the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I think that's my mindset. If you hurt, if I got hit in the body and went down and was knocked out, I'd be like, "How did that happen?" That's never. My mindset is it's never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm not going to get knocked. Because people say, why not have you had the cheek smashed out or your nose and the jaw broken? Because I said, it's about giving, not <laughs> receiving. And the idea is try and block, you know, and move yeah. round and score. But as I said, I never <laughs> lost it. I just used it yeah. as a game to, you know, it's someone with treble psychic and a jumping back kick. Like, yeah, that's what I want. But mm-hmm. I don't have to lose it or whatever. Cause it, you've mm. got to be in control. And yeah, I, I think it's... I'll tell you a quick story. When I first well, just, before, just before I, just before you say that, I think, I think yeah. it's just to to, to put a, a, a T on uh, across that. It's just having confidence in your own ability. But but go on, go on, and go for your story. Go for it. When I said I was roughing and that, when I did a competition with Lau, I got disqualified. When I was mm. with Master Donnelly and I was in the club. They put me into the team, you know, the colour belt teams. And I yeah, think yeah. we fought Warwick, and I think now remembering, it was Mick Keogh. And then we were spying away, I think it was him or his brother. And I and I was, like, beating him. I felt like I, like I was up on him and that. And then I think he hit me with a tourniquet. He caught me with summer. And then I went street fight then. I just went, boom, chin red. And I was just smashing him, mm. hit him. Got him on the floor and I was pounding him. You imagine this at the church you be. You know, pull about team, smashing him on like, on the floor. And then Master Roy Banthorpe was refing. So he yeah. grabs me. I do nothing but turn and I'm going to smack him one because it was like I'd just gone. And then a couple of weeks later, there was a grading in Birmingham. So I went into the toilet before it was going on. And then I'm talking to one of the lads, like, in the cubits, and I mean, you won't guess. You know that, the ref, his ears on the grading panel, I don't stand a mm, chance. He come <laughs> out the cubits, and I went, all right, so now are you? I went, yeah, I'm fine, thank you. And I thought, and he walked out, and I went, that's me done. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he never just... let me fight in the team again. <laughs> he wouldn't, and he just drilled it into me. You don't want to do yeah. what he did. You don't want to do it. And I was like, really, you've got to stop this now. And he went on for you. Yeah. And then when I did the black belt team, uh, the colour belt team, yeah. I was the captain. Guess what? We won. <laughs> we won. Well, we beat Warwick in the final. And Master <laughs> Oliver was like, and I was going, yeah, you go. Well, I, I was going to say it's 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 nice chatting because uh, some of these names that, uh, that we recall, like Mick, Mick Keogh, the, the only person I can see who consistently scored with a front kick. Um, yeah, uh, in my Jackson, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell, tell you what, that was uh, quite interesting. But hey, we're we're coming towards the the end of this yeah. uh, this podcast, which has gone very quickly again, as it always yeah. does. It always, yeah. I'm sort of mind, mindful of the time, but. I don't know if there's if there's one thing, well, maybe a number of things, but um, you know the the main thing that you could mention to some of the people listening in developing their mindset. What would you say? Um, you know, a major thing of that. I think, as I said just a little bit earlier, you've got mm. to practice what you preach. You've got to do 
everything you can. Don't don't just stay in the box of whatever you are, Taekwondo, Kung Fu. Branch out to things, look at other techniques, train them, whether they don't like you training them in the club anymore. Like if you do it during another club, I think that stone age is gone. But if you go mm. to a freestyle tournament, do it because that's the best way you, you evolve. If you put yourself in a box, you're just going to be a one trip pony. Now, mm. people say to me, like, I've been asked again, quite honored to do the martial arts show in Doncaster in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And it's like masters or legends or all of this and that. And I don't buy into that because if someone said, oh, you're legend and all that, I go, look, I'm not on the same as you. You've followed yeah. the same route as me. We've all had different journeys. I did this for me, not for anybody else. So you don't have to bow down to me and go, whoa, the boot man and that. Yeah, it's nice to get some appreciation, but I'm here <clears> to pass some knowledge on to you. So mm. I'm doing a seminar. Cynthia Rothrock's on there. Yeah, I did. I did, I did yeah, I, did see, I saw. I saw some some ad, advertisements for that, and and um, maybe we can put a link to that as well in the um, in the show notes. Um, so, oh, I will do. Yeah, I saw that Cynthia Rothrock. Do you know, I, I met Cynthia Rothrock first time. It was 1984, actually, in Los Angeles, but uh, yeah. when she was just getting into films. But anyway, that's another beside gone. Well, I I got the uncut version of the Geico show that I was in, and Mags was watching that last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. When she was, so I'm really I'm really looking forward to meeting her. Yeah, it'd be great. But going going back to what you said, it's do everything you can. Like as we said before, yeah. I've bought this thing and you got a ballerina on it. Yeah. And it's just like a stretch pulley. That's on yeah, me. I've got one of those. <laughs> my angle bar now. Yeah. You know, to, to do different stretching and that. Try everything, whether it's football, whether it's cricket, gymnastics. Yeah. You'll find different techniques for stretching and strength and conditioning. That all adds to your game and you training and, and working. But you can, as I said, if you practice all your techniques, you spar and you have got the confidence and the ability, you can do it. But again, like you said, you've you've got to be able to take a shot, to give a shot. But yeah. I don't mean someone hits you three times and you hit with one because that isn't the way it is. Mm. You've You've got to have that grit in you like we have that, I'm not going to get beat. I'm not going to get hurt. It's not arrogance. Mm. It's not confidence. It's just you know that that's your mindset. If you get hit, okay, I've been hit. I'm going to hit you back harder. Or if you've hit me with one shot, people kind of go, oh, he's got two points. Yeah, it's him with three points. Mm. You're one up. Don't think like that. Don't think I've got to get this. I've got to get that. So... It's doing everything 110%, believing in yourself, practicing it, and whatever, you know, see it, believe it, achieve it, isn't it? You know, you, you can do it. Yeah. Well, listen, th thanks ever so much for that. Again, if you can stay on the line afterwards, I just want to say uh, thank you, um, you know, the people listening here, thank you uh, to Mr. Tom Wynn, a.k.a. the bootman, for uh, sharing some of those insights as well, and uh, hopefully we'll be chatting to him again um, on some other aspects of uh, of martial arts very very soon. So I just like to say thank you very much, Tom. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Ray. And uh, pleasure, pleasure returns back to you.